Want to hear more? Follow us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, or check out slutsandscholars.com. Welcome back to another episode of Sluts and Scholars, where we talk smart and fuck smarter. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. And this week we have Zach Smith, also known as Zach Sabbath, not to be confused with his entire Twitter handle. Um, He's an American (laughs) artist, author, and adult film performer. Zach received a BFA from Cooper Union, and he studied at the, how do you say this? Skowhegan? Yeah, that's how we say it. Skowhegan School of Painting and Sculpture, uh, and went on to receive a Master of Fine Arts from Yale University, um, and we found Zach through a random Twitter feed with our one of our favorites, Nina Hartley. Hi. So I think yeah. you're our first artist. Everyone's an artist. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm you, a okay. fucking artist. Do tell you even about, burn, bro? Tell me about, just tell me about your art. Yeah, but like the kind Wait, of art hi. that you do. Let's just say hello. <laughs> hey, first painter, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Nina Hartley is like the smartest person in the world. And so I've... I took a bunch of pictures to do a painting of Nina, and uh, I still haven't done it because a bunch of shit come up. And then I lost my my hard drive, so I have to go over to Nina's oh. house and take another bunch of photos. Oh, to make so it. Did you do that on sad. purpose so that you could go hang out with her again? No, I had. They said, "Oh, you should come by again." Like I was like, "Oh, cool," you know. And then my hard drive. So I got to get over there. Um, but whenever I see Nina, it's it's awesome. So um, what makes you identify as a slut yeah, because a scholar? Yeah, because the way we found you is I think Nina posted something about us, and yeah. Zach was like, uh, there's a podcast called Sluts and Scholars, and <laughs> I haven't been on it. What the fuck? <laughs> or something to that effect? And now you're on it. Um, there's not a lot of people who have uh, been uh, in, you know, have a, like an MFA from Yale and watch Sasha Gray look up their cum. So I feel like, you know, you have a limited pool of guests to call on, so... Well, we're glad you're here. Uh, Well, I'm just going to go, like, right out the gate with it because I think we definitely interview a lot of female-identifying people who struggle to maybe find their footing in being sexual and smart. Um, But I don't know if that's something that you've felt a pressure to be as a guy-presenting person. Like, is it, did you get shit for, like, being in a porno, or were you allowed to do whatever you wanted to do in life, despite the fact that there's videos of Sasha Gray licking up your cum? There's different different kinds of issues. I mean, I think everybody experiences, like, you know, you can't use PayPal if you're in porn or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I do, I like, I had a career, have <laughs> a career as a painter. Like, uh, that's my job. I show mm-hmm. art in galleries. And... Once you are in adult films, that changes it, but it can be difficult to say the ways that it changes it because people don't walk up to you and say, well, I used to think this, but now I think that. So you had a Um, career as a painter prior to doing porn. Yeah, I was like showing for like, since I would say like five or six years before I ever did my first film. Um, And I was doing well. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was doing well and I was really bored because that world is not what I, it's a lot of people who collect furniture in the end, like the art world. Uh, Mm. Even though artists are like supposed to be like hip cool people, the people who can afford art, which is like something that took you like four months to make and then they can pay you four months salary Mm. and your gallery the four months salary again to buy it is not the class of people that make art, you know, and uh, we don't have a lot in common. 
And so I was doing well and I was really uh, not meeting anyone I liked and not having a lot of fun uh, because of that. And uh, I was kind of outside of the life that I had had up until then. Some and, people take up felting and you decided. Yeah, felching. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't even, that, that was, was not so even planned. planned. See, now you're on it. That was not even planned. How sad would it have been have we planned that? Planned like, a joke. We're like, we have one joke. This is the joke we've had. <laughs> and our, that's it. This is, we've had our Sluts and Scholars writing team working on this all day. We've got <laughs> we're one get a specifically written just for you. I wish. No, I don't and, wish we had a Sluts wait, and Scholars writing team. Wait, I don't remember what felching team. is anymore. Maybe you can do a different, like, guess. Maybe you can have an expert on. You can ask right now, like, if someone is an expert. Zach, are you an expert on felching? N- not really. What is it? No. It's something, is it butt stuff? It's definitely butt related, but I feel like I would get the details wrong. Oh, my God. You're being so Maybe cryptic. not none of us knows like because now when I'm thinking of it, I'm like, what felching is that? Felching was like a thing we talked about in middle school. Yeah. it's Like, like farting in someone's butt? It's like, you know, it's like one of those things that, have you ever heard of the, you know, it's one of those uh, that, I don't that know. no one really does, really. but maybe they do. How no do we get on this topic? Go, here we go. You don't <laughs> lead with Dictionary. it. You don't bumble it. You know what I mean? Like, or you don't put it in your Tinder, I think. That's, well, you could if you're trying I, to meet some specific people. Okay, felching is when you fuck someone in the asshole and then you suck your cum out of their asshole. Huh. With a straw or just— No, with your mouth. Okay. <laughs> there was something with a straw. Oh, was that, that a ball That seems like less of a thing than I, anyway. I thought it was more of a— Yeah. You're throwing it out there and you haven't like even Like I said, onomatopoeic. It, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the art stuff. I, maybe we don't want to go back there, but, like, what made you decide to choose porn as the thing you wanted to, like, dip your dick into? I mean, a lot of times or male toes. porn actors get asked why they chose porn, which is like, we have a million dollars. Why did you choose to take it? Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, given the opportunity, a lot of gentlemen would be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that. Um, I didn't, I feel very stupid because I didn't realize it was even an option for such a long time. To do you it. could just go and because you can't really, you know, people ask all the time, like, "Hey, bro, how do you like how do you get, get into porn? porn?" I'm like, "We get those, we get those messages, and we're like, sure. we are not the right people to yeah, ask. you have to be like fantastically lucky or willing to just do anything, like prison gangbangs for like you know eight years until you've slowly built, you know. But yeah, I mean, I just got very lucky. Basically, I was. I was doing a bunch of paintings of girls in the sex industry from the beginning, from art school, because I would, you know, they're like a lot of art school girls, like dominatrixes and strippers. And so I was like, this is a series I'm doing. I would just paint girls who were in that business, which at the time in the early 2000s was, it it hadn't yet completely, we didn't have, I feel like right now, if you want to see a porn person doing anything, eating gummy bears, playing golf, you can just Google it. And mm-hmm. there'll be a Vice has done a, a video of them doing. You know what I mean? But, Celebrities, uh, porn stars, they're just like us. Right. But also it's just like social media has just made every kind of person accessible to every other kind of person. Like here's this person. Here's a meth dealer in the parking lot at Walmart yelling at a frog. Like there they are. But when I started, I was like looking at. <laughs> Is there a video of that? <laughs> I no, mean, no, we're going to get sidetracked. you Google it, it, I'm sure that, you know. Anyway. Felching. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, but at the time, I was like, in painting, I didn't see, just in a regular portrait style, I didn't see the people I knew represented, you know? Mm-hmm. like. And, and can you explain that representation for people who don't know what the I aesthetic mean, is that we're talking if about? If you Google my paintings, like Z.A.K. Smith um, art or painting, like, 
they were, you know, people with tattoos and colored hair. And I mean, they existed in photographs and media, and they were always doing something. And I knew a bunch of people never doing anything. They were just sitting there the way everyone else in a portrait is. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I kind of was interested just in the idea of like making like a very traditional like Scooby-Doo haunted house portrait of just like the people I knew. So they would be like, these are people, they do, they have a whole life. You know, they don't just appear in the newspaper playing with a band and then disappear. They're, you know, whatever. And that is now normal. Like everyone knows that. They're in movies. They're not just a weird sidekick in a movie anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like- so that isn't any reason any more the reason that I paint. But in the beginning, that was like a strong thing, is just to represent people. And then it was also just representing strippers and dominatrixes as like a a whole person who had a job, you know, like and I think there's also an element and of feelings like and deeming humanity. someone and deeming someone like in a, a subject worthy of painting. I think there's an there's an important thing there where especially if you look at history, the people who get painted are Import, are considered important. Yeah. And so I, I think in like, as you said, like spending four months to do something, like you were saying, you are worthy of this time. Yeah. Like and also that. just in terms of, there was a lot of things about the way people looked that I just felt like weren't getting recorded by the way fine art painting mm. was working at like the time. What? You know, like, uh, you know, there was a, not, I mean, the, I mean, within the art world up until the 90s, there was a lot of like, for the last, you know, 20, 15 years, it had been a lot of like very, neo-expressionist, like, very sloppy paintings. So it would just be, like, sort of extreme expressions. Um, and then it was, you know, the painters that were popular at the time, John Kern and Lisi Skavich were painting these sort of, like, weird idealized people that looked like, um, they didn't look like real people, and that was kind of on purpose. They were referring to, like, garage painting and old 70s painting. They, were, they weren't what people looked like. They mm-hmm. weren't records mm-hmm. of, you know, people. And so... I was like, just, I was interested in people were just doing weird things with their clothes and with their hair, little pins. And I just wanted to paint all those little fetishized little objects that people Mm -hmm. would put all over themselves and all these things that they gave so much thought to that were aesthetic. And I wanted to kind of make a painting that was about that. Um, And then also just like at the time, like being a dominatrix is a weird job and you didn't hear about it from anyone. People still know it and misunderstand it. But at the time, it was just, it was weird. Like, it was frightening to people. And they were like, how do you even know these people? This was pre-Fifty Shades Pre-Fifty Shades. Yeah, but it was also pre, like, everybody knows three cam girls and they're related to them. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It was like, in the last, like, since the internet kind of has kind of, everyone uses it now. Yeah, but also just a lot less. It was more, it was more, uh, not cryptic, but. um, Like, you just didn't have any way. The only way of really knowing what it was would to be to like employ them or to like use their services and like not everybody was you couldn't like Google like and what happened. And if happens. you were, you'd hide it. You know, people right. wouldn't talk about it. And so it took it took a while. But and so this was like the beginning. Like Suicide Girls started kind of around the same year that I had my first art show. You know, mm-hmm. so it was like Good that. Timing. That was. I mean, and then Sean wrote to me. He's like, oh, I like your paintings. Like we had a whole conversation. But mm-hmm. like. That was that time when that was like a new thing, you know. How do you like, think so, you got so, it to be seen and accepted? Then, if it was something like, was that the upside of the art that you were doing that people were like, "Oh, something new"? I and think hip? to the people who liked it, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I think the the weird thing about the economics of the art world is it's not like selling a book or roller skates. You only have to get one weird rich person who already has a collection of art that people like to like it rather than getting, like, millions of people to like something. And you know, what, fidget what spinners one weird have to rich person like, did you find to buy Wait, your so you art? Found, so I mean, one was, weird rich person, like, bought your art, and then other people wanted to buy your art, or? That is literally how the art world works. Like, 
I mean, in order to sell a fidget spinner, you have to like millions of people have to like fidget spinners. In right. order to be a successful artist, you have to get one or two collectors. Collectors build up a reputation based on their old collection and of the old stuff they have. And yeah. then they go, well, who are you collecting now? And they go, well, I'm interested in this young artist. And then those are the people. The There are upsides and downsides to that model. That's basically how painting has been sold since the Middle Ages. It's, right. it's the way how everything used to be sold in, in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. You know, it used to be like, oh, shoes, where did you get them? You know, there's, right. there was like one pair of shoes <laughs> in the village and the rest were like, you know, burlap. You know, so you're making a luxury object and you're selling it, a custom right. luxury object, and you sell it to one person, which most people in the arts are not used to. You sell tickets, which are cheap, or you sell books, which are cheap, or you sell recordings, which are cheap. And now you tickets, sell Instagram. You know? how, brand how did deals. you? Yeah, how did you make a name for yourself in art? I feel like I don't know that world very well, and basically, there are so many struggling artists. Basically, I got out of school and it worked. I I went to Cooper Union, which was free, uh, right. so I lucked out, and then I got a big loan and went to Yale. Uh, because all the people that I went to, all the teachers were like, yeah, everybody in art goes to grad school. So I was like, okay. And I didn't know I could just go to LA and be in porn. Um, <laughs> and so I went to grad school and then I actually did the math once. We had like 20 people in my grad school went to art, did art. And like of those, like five of them got the hookup. You know, like one of them is Kahinde Wiley. He was my year and he just painted Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that oh, painter. Wow. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. So that was Kahinde. I meant to go see that when I was in DC last week. I'm going to go this weekend. Um, and then the other one who's probably a full-time artist is me. And then there's like maybe two other people who are full-time artists and then maybe four or five who teach and also show. And what and percentage do porn? Five. Uh, just me. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the porn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it was hard to find your videos. Yeah. So I want to know, I want to talk about, so yeah. So first <laughs> of all, if you already were already established yeah. as an artist as Zach Smith, yeah. A, why did you take a new name for it? Zach Sabbath. Cause you have an opportunity to, okay. like, why would you ever not I, call yourself Zach Sabbath? Yeah, if you had it, cool. right? It, I mean, oh, I did. Oh, I get it. Hearing <laughs> you say it out loud multiple times makes me, it's like Black Sabbath. Oh, <laughs> did you know that? Sluts and scholars. <laughs> did you know? No. <laughs> Black Sabbath. That. Oh my god. Yeah, I only just. Okay, I thought I was bad. So. Well, today it's sl sluts and idiots. <laughs> no. No. Okay. So I mean, decide. I just got it now too. I didn't even. Realize you didn't even plan it. Said, Shut yeah. up. Fuck Are you off. kidding? <laughs> now I don't know. How to <laughs> I feel like I should stop talking, but we have to do this episode yeah. uh, now that we're digging ourselves out of the hole. Um, anyway, it rhymes so, with Black Sabbath. Yeah, and so yeah. you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do porn. Yeah, and like walk us through that. Okay. Well, basically, this was. At the time, this was right before piracy exploded and right before So you were still getting exploded. paid good money to do porn. P yeah, people were getting paid. and But but most importantly for this story, um, the studios were still experimenting. They mm -hmm. had all this ex Dana Jameson era money mm -hmm. and they were throwing it at these, you know, the new directors. And the new directors were like film school students. And so uh, Eon, Ian Mackay or E-O-N-M-C-K-A-I and Benny Profane uh, and then some people who stuck around like Kimberly Kane who's a performer now but she, where she directs and performs which she always did. Okay. Like these people were making alt porn uh, which is basically before people everybody- with tattoos. But yeah, which now <laughs> is like normal. Like every, basically Tommy Pistol and uh, like, you know- and Bonnie like Rotten. All the people- Joanna who, Angel. Yeah, the people who are now like on the stages, like completely mainstream porn people at AVN, 10 years ago, they were like 
The alt porn. That, that was all, it was different and edgy. And so they were just like. And you look different and edgy if you were talking. In sure. That category. For those of you who don't know Zach Smith, aka Zach Sabbath, his. He has lots of tattoos. He's wearing pants that I found out he's had for 10 years, and he just keeps repairing, so it looks like it's just made of patches. His head is half-shaved, yeah. and it's the, what, the half that's not shaved is like a mohawk, and there's lots of tattoos. And he has a nose yeah. ring. Yep. Sorry, um, just giving like a kind of basic Sure, of course. And so <laughs> Joanna was just starting out. You know, Burning Angel was like new. And so like that was— a, they were throwing money at that, and they were throwing mm-hmm. at people who were— A, people who were just doing like tattoos. Tattoos were niche at the time— which is uh, wild. Uh, yeah. Or at least, you know, a lot of tattoos were niche. And also there were people who were like trying to make arty porn movies because they were getting big enough budget to like do a script and mm-hmm. all that. And mm-hmm. kind of, they were inspired by all, you know, films. And so those were the first films that I worked on uh, because people wanted specifically somebody who worked, looked like me. Did you audition? Um, no, your audition was sort of your first scene. Like what happened to me was... Um, <laughs> On the couch. I, I I had made a bunch of pieces of art. I had made a picture for every page of my favorite novel, which was Thomas Pynchon's Gravity's Rainbow. It's a long fucking book. 750 pages. Yeah. And you should have Tristan Taramino on because she's like Thomas Pynchon's cousin or niece or something. Ooh. Interesting um, to know. But Another scholarly slut. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I had done that. And then I had gone, and I was doing an article about about the models that I, that was in my paper for like a New York paper that then collapsed, not because of my article, but so I was doing an article <laughs> and I was just talking to all porn people because I was like, this is an interesting world. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, I just talked to them on the phone. One of these guys, these directors, called me up and was like, "Hey, hey it kid. would it would mean a lot if I could. I'm making an autobiographical porn movie, and I'm a big fan of Thomas Pynchon." It would mean a lot if I could use your drawings in my porn movie. Ooh. So this is the time when you would have an arty porn what? movie, which had Thomas. a bunch of pictures of Thomas Pynchon novel in the I really right? miss that because now it's just like this one room with like a weird bath sometimes. <laughs> you know, do you know that, <laughs> that place I'm talking room? about? Yes, that there's bath. This I think one that's just I a great that house. Too no, there's the, this one <laughs> valley house that has like this one glass thing and I've seen so many movies in that it's, one it's house. It's probably Jessica Drake's house. Probably. She said she shot there, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so there was like an artistically done set. They wanted yeah. some art. So he wanted that. He said it would mean a lot to me if I could use your pictures in the movie. And I was like, it'd leave me a, no problem. It would mean a lot to me if I could fuck all the girls in the movie. And he's like, That's well, what you said? Yeah. That was, <laughs> but this is how every guy gets into porn. You kind of make a joke. It's kind of a joke. And then the person's like, well, actually. And you're like, ah, it worked. Um, so I kind of made a joke, you know, in the email. And then he was like, well, we kind of need a punk, you know, and I don't want to hire the other punk. Because there's another, <laughs> was, there, there's already established punk. Yeah. Um, so they didn't want to hire that guy. And so he said, send pictures. And so I, you know, I had a friend who was a photographer, <laughs> you know, and I was like, full, bo- full body pics. I, yeah. And I was like, I was like, what were you doing in your photos? Can you get me hard? And she's like, yeah. And, <laughs> and then take a picture. I mean, we were, we had, we had had a previous, but she was, it was a lot, you know, anyway. So. <laughs> She managed to get me hard, and then we took photos, and then we sent them. She accidentally sent them to, like, 900 people at an advertising agency in Florida. <laughs> like, this is the wrong thing. But That's she also hilarious. sent them there. And they were like, yeah, you can do that. And then I did my first scene. And then they, after the first scene, they were like, yeah, we don't want to tell you this, but if you had fucked that up, that'd be the end. Um, so what was the first scene? Uh, I had sex. I had very— tense, <laughs> You had sex? I had, I had sexual intercourse with a young wow. woman of my acquaintance. 
And? And? And it was You just uh, had to, f- did erotic. they tell you what to do? It was like a tender, <laughs> like, it was, give I was, us the deep. Okay, I will tell you for sure. It was, This it is was, the origin story of Zach's habit. It was very tentative because I didn't know what was I was doing or what was expected of me. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, also, so. Did you feel pressured to perform or were you feeling confident? Well, at the time, the whole idea of pressure to perform hadn't occurred to me. Like I was just like this. I'm gonna fuck this I was guy at up. the time. Well, like, yeah, I was at the time <laughs> seeing it like only as like good. That was like yeah, every time I ever had sex up till then, I was like having a. Gr- that was the end of a great day, right? Like that was like <laughs> everything has gone my way. All right, and so I was kind of like the first time I was like that. Like there wasn't, and you know, but I was. So it was. It was basically on top of this guy's car. So we'd had to like push the car into the garage and whatever. And I was helping out because I didn't know what else to do with myself. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And they're like, the talent is helping move the car. I'm like, why wouldn't I? Um, and it was like, you know, everybody had like an indie film kind of spirit because everybody was ambitious and mm-hmm. they all had their souls crushed later on. But at the time, it was like, yeah, we're going to make this movie. So we pushed the car in. And then we're supposed to be having sex on the car. But I'm like... I don't know this girl. We have one, you know. And so it was like, if you watch that scene, there, the movie has two scenes. Um, you can see I'm very like slow and tender and careful and like whatever. And I'm like, we are like, it's really, it's it's not a bad scene like in terms of like, yeah, it's porn, but it's like, it's definitely like not like the way I would do a scene like later. And then um, because I didn't, I was just like, yeah, we don't want to fall off the car. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? All this other shit. <laughs> so thoughtful. Um, yeah, and also it was un- which is hilarious that of, you're like that's not very porn like to be slow and thoughtful. But also like a lot of extremely uncomfortable positions and like you but know they told and then you what when to all do? the cameras are everywhere. No, they can't really tell you that much because of sound. Because if but also if I mean they could cut that out. But if they tell you too much and you're the male talent, you just you're distracted by them. Like the thing about porn, here's what everyone does all the time. Everyone does this. Everyone thinks about awesome things they've seen in a movie. And then they go, we're going to make a porn like that. Like that thing where like, oh, they're eating a lollipop and then they're kissing and then they're driving at the same time. And, there's a, and then there's like a convertible. And it's like, you can't plan things in porn around the sex. You can plan things about every other thing, but the sex just has to happen. Uh-huh. Like you, it's a sport. It's not a performance, like, unless you're doing something that really doesn't revolve, involve, require anyone to be turned on, you know? Like, but there's no Viagra. There was none of that shit. I had to actually have an erection and jizz on this girl's ass. And you can't tell people to do things. And that's why porn ends up the way it is. Because those, that is, that is the male talent. Even this stuff that's, like, nasty and, like, and can get kind of gross. It's, like, that happened because that person is trying to get in the mindset where this is real enough that they're really What's fucking. nasty and gross? I mean, I just think, like, you know, sometimes you'll see a scene, especially with male performers who work a lot, uh-huh. where they just fuck everyone the same, and oh. they fuck everyone, like, like, no matter whether they seem to be into it or not, and the girl's, like— Make, it's just the same way of doing. Yeah, it. they're just or they're doing it really hard, but it's not necessarily real. Nice, you know, like so you like can you fuck said, somebody it's a, really it's a hard, sport so that you can keep it up. It's because to this person is in their head; they are getting in their head into the space where they have a hard on, no matter what's going on, no matter how many cameras are in their face or whatever. Yeah. You know, like got it. And this is why you can't make. It's very difficult to make the porn movies where any kind of crazy shit happens. That's like that you would see in a regular movie mm-hmm. while you're having sex is because they're trying to really fuck. You know, and they have to, you know, like we did a scene once where it was like, it was like a, they had this steampunk porn they wanted to make. 
So they put Marie Love in this giant wig that was like three feet tall, like this Marie Antoinette wig. Okay. And it was a beautiful costume. You know, she had a crazy, but like, like how do you fucking fuck Yeah, she couldn't move her fucking head left or right. And then you realize <laughs> immediately how important moving your head left and right is when you're having sex. As soon as uh, you move your head and it goes, you Unless know. Unless you're like, like just face down the yeah, whole time. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it's just. So that's why porn scenes always look kind of the same is because people are trying to enjoy themselves enough to be really Or just fucking. do what works. Yeah. Or, what you works know, for them, yeah. Yeah, or without hurting themselves on a piece, whatever. So we were on a car. This is a weird, you know, I'm supposed to be driving while getting a blowjob, like, and I'm not actually driving anywhere. And there's like three <laughs> cameras at me through the windshield. And like, you know, it took me a while on the car to like get to a place where I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm hard, I'm fucking this girl, you know? Um that was the first scene. And then the second scene was uh, the same movie, which I think actually came out as a porn scene much better. Um, this girl, Dominica Leone, and she was like, okay, I have a scar tissue in my ass, so you have to kind of fuck like this direction, not like this. And I was like, okay, I'll try. So, and then the <laughs> the camera guy on there was this like Cockney dude um, who's like an old, he was like in an old rockabilly band that had like a one-hit wonder okay. in, in the early 80s. But he was like, you know, just like tattooed, weird fetish porn guy. And he was like, he was, so You're he really was like, yeah, the stage like, well. right. So I'm fucking Veronica. Um, with the down angle. Yes. Yeah, Her name was Dominica. Dominica. Dominica Leone. And uh, so I'm fucking her. And let's see. She, she, she's on my lap and we're fucking on the, you know, and she hits her chin on, on the top of my head. Like, she bites herself. She starts bleeding. And she's like, it's okay. It doesn't give a fuck. And they give her a neck and she's just like wiping it up. Like, it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay. Um, well, I guess if it's alt porn, you could just like keep it going with the blood, right? Yeah, but they didn't. Because uh, there's, I, you know. there's, I there's rules about that. Yeah, about the, blood. the studios have some rules that are complicated. Plus, long, uh, it's an OPIM, other potentially infectious substance. But anyway, oh. material. But anyway, um, but then, okay, so I'm fucking her from behind, fucking her, fucking her in the ass. And then I, I, I apparently hit the scar tissue because she starts bleeding out of her she ass. She told you the well, this first time. Okay, fair enough. Also, How'd I don't you- know if you guys have ever fucked a butthole, but you can't literally see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like, have, but she not was my own penis. She was not a plexiglass porn actress. <laughs> she was a real person. So, okay, like, fine, Zach. So, so you hit the fisher. Uh, and she, she's like, she's like, it's okay, it's no big deal. And she gets a nap and she's like, just, just give me like five minutes. So she's just like wiping her ass. And <laughs> your impression of her, I want to hear The cocky leads over and goes, like- camera guy goes, leads her goes, that's two out of three holes, mate. You want to go for the triple crown? <laughs> In your mind, it looks better. I mean, we're going Once fast, edited. and like it's like it looks like you know, like it's less of like the other one is kind of like dun 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 dun. It just <laughs> some yeah. people like that. What's this movie yeah. called? Yeah, can, how do That's we find it? That's barbed wire kiss or barbed wire kiss. Okay. I think they had to change it for copyright. Well, we'll watch that for research later. Um, I'm so excited. But yeah, that is like my first movie, and that one, you know, it was. Did made, you stay hard through all of that, or you had to stop and get hard? Well, again? There was a lot of stopping and starting, but I was, you know, but I had just been on a date, and I was like on a super high. Like I was visiting LA, shot a scene, had a date, went great, got packed, supposed to do anal the next day. I was like, this is, I'm, ha- I'm having the time of my life. Things were good. Um, so yeah, like, but that, and you know, they. There were camera angles and sets and people were having fun and, right. you know, and it was like, 
it was like a very nice environment to make a movie because everybody was like trying to make a cool, different porn movie. You know, and then over time, like people would try to do that more and more and they would fall apart more and more because the studio, you know, like the shit. And then eventually everything was pirated and nobody did stuff like that when anymore. When you did so more, more videos, scenes. did you try to make your porn like an art form? Well, for you? no. I mean, I was I was a performer other than like, you know, when my girlfriend is like, hold the camera, I've never been a director in any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just showed up and did what I was supposed to do. Um so I was, you know, I talked to people, but I was not ever trying to make it as, you know, porn as art. But I definitely know directors who were trying to do as much as they could mm-hmm. with the form, you know, and they were trying to sort of stretch it out, so to speak. Um, <laughs> have you done a lot since? No, I mean, I, like I just how many do, How many movies or scenes have you done? Like not, like a maybe 15, 20 altogether in my mm-hmm. life, you know, like— Basically, when people ask specifically for me, but the way most male talent works, I, you've never had a male talent on the show, is like— We actually work, have. We had Marcus we London. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're like the fire department. Like, they're there all day at yeah. the agency, and you call them, and, they, and they're like, they don't go, oh, I don't want to put out that fire. They right. put out whatever fire you got. Yeah. And so, like, I'm much too picky for that. Um, and you I turn have, down jobs? I have a re- but I also have a job. Like, I'm a painter. Like, right. That's what I do all day. And yeah. so, when someone specifically— I, You're fine. Hold my palette. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, put on, I take my beret off. <laughs> take your beret and, and smock I, off I, I the dicks underneath. Oh, has there been a porn like that? No. There should be. Would you do a porn of you, like in your studio, like, a funny like you French painting, one? like you're painting, and then someone comes in there and you're like, "Stop it, I'm painting," and then she's like, <laughs> "I'm writing a porn." Right I would now. Do, keep going, keep yeah, going. Yeah, so okay. you're like, "Stop it, uh-huh. I, you're, I'm painting," and then and then, she, then she's like, "No, I need your cock." And then you're she like, and then she puts her ass in the paint, and then it gets yeah, it's like she's paint. like, "Paint me," and seems like we've had time to think about this. You guys are yeah. No, I cannot paint. We're really good at setting the scene, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are well on your way. Like, this is the first step to you guys just making porn movies. Okay, well, we'll pitch your manager, agent, person, if you have that. Or you. We'll or pitch I guess we'll you. just pitch you. you. Pitch We're pitching me, you yeah. right now. And maybe we'll have Nina produce it, just because she knows she Ooh. knows some people. Who's the girl, though? That's the, we'll figure it out. The only important question, really. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see Who are we some can... people that you've liked to work with? Or it sounds like a lot of the people you've worked with are people you were dating, too. I mean, I did do that, but, you know, yeah. I feel like also you're in a position where if you name some people, then people are like, hey, you didn't seem, you know, like. So yeah. we won't name I, them. Type of person. All of my porn star friends are equally hot. No, but who's someone like, that you haven't fucked that show. you really want to? Haven't fucked, but really want to. And they don't even have to be a porn performer. It could just be, who do you want to be in this, in this Zach in his studio porn? <laughs> God, I feel like that would— Again, you'd be in the same position because because it's, you know, you it's just me. Take I understand. You're too nervous. I yeah. understand. I, mean, I empathize. I'm looking, that, I'm looking really great. I like <laughs> the way like you lean forward and your boobs just rest one on each forearm. <laughs> like you can just imagine that that's your cheek just like laying there. Like oh, that boob, like right there, and then yeah, just the the cycle of curves within curves. You know, it, there's a real yeah. I could just jizz all over you. <laughs> Uh, it's hard not to think about that now. I'm going to need a minute. Okay, you can go pee if you need. <laughs> so how do you channel that energy into your art painting art? <laughs> you get it out first that and then you go work. Segue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like what inspires your, your I mean, if you see my paintings, there are people that I work with, a lot of them. You know, like right. pretty much everybody I've I've painted like in porn is somebody that 
like I worked with or that I know personally. Like it's just painting my real life, basically. Um, One thing I find very interesting about, like, I was reading some of your bios when you have exhibits. Yeah. Or exhibitions. What do you say in English? I don't know. Anyway. What do you you say? say People usually say a show. show, show. But you can also say an exhibit. So it's like all of this, like, very, like, highfalutin language. And it's like, oh, and he has an alternative career as a porn performer. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine a world where there is also... Where there's a, a woman, woman as an artist mm-hmm. who gets that same kind of description. And I think you even wrote an article about this in Artillery about the wrong kind of sex. And I can't remember the name of the artist. Yeah. Vaginal I mean, scroll, interior scroll or whatever. Yeah, Carolee Schneeman. Right, Dill. and like she is forever linked to this like kind of sexualized thing. And it seems like you're able to exist as a painter outside of your porn. And yeah, and decide do you if think and a when woman, you want to be connected to it. And it seems- yeah, I mean, it would be, they would have a different career. But there are definitely women who are working in that space. Like Cozy Fanny Tootie, who was, uh, she just put out her biography this year uh, called uh, Art, Sex, Music, I think. Mm-hmm. But she was, basically, she's most well known for being the guitarist in Throbbing Gristle, which is like a super early industrial band. Um, but she was also like a performance artist. Um, and ha- and she was, like, in the 70s, she was like doing porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sasha Gray now is kind of, has like an arty, like, like, like a, music career. Mm-hmm. That's a good you know, point. Like, and and I photography think, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that they, you have to work it in a different way like you do with any kind of gendered behavior. You know, like there are definitely female, especially performance artists who do super sexualized things, but it, and it's kind of part of their work and, and how they walk the, the thing. Right. I, and, and I think, I think for performance somebody, artists, it's different. Yeah. And I think that if I can imagine, like, in the, the time that I started my career, there was a, a female artist who was also painting uh, other women and was, we'll just assume that she was successful. And then she went on to do porn. I think there would be the same kind of, in a lot, of, same kind of confusion that I get from critics, mm. like, where they're like, why would anyone have give up the best job in the world, which is painting, to do any other thing ever. Because in their mind, being an artist is like, oh, you make people make biopics about artists and they do wild and crazy things all day. And like there's nothing better than being an artist. And it's like I mean, there's nice things about not having a day job, but in the end, like it's a day job about the 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 art world is kind of arty. You know, like there's something a little bit restrained about well it compared to like other creative fields where, you know, like, I mean, I came from, like I was a, I was in bands, shockingly. Um, and that's like, even your worst day in a band is a lot of fun. You come and they hate you and then you play and you're like, oh my God, they hated us. But you're in front of people and you went somewhere right. and you got free mm-hmm. drinks and you have a really good day as an artist you stand in a room and everyone's like, you're a really good artist. And you're yeah. like, thanks. And these are all the people you know. And then they go home at 11. It's like, <laughs> like that. And so it, for a creative person, that's like one of the less, it's a, it pays well, but it's not as exciting as a lot of other things you could be doing. How do you keep yourself So I think a lot motivated. of people are confused. And I think if you were, anyway. How do, how do you keep yourself motivated? Like I work with a lot of people who are in creative fields. And if you're setting your own hours and your own schedule, like how do you channel that creativity mm. and what are some ways that you kind of keep yourself focused? Okay. 
I would say, I think this is the best advice that I think actually applies to everybody. Okay. Have so many projects going on that every single project feels like procrastinating from one of the other ones. Mm. So when you don't want to do something, like, I don't want to edit this podcast, you're like, oh, well, I'll just do the other thing I told someone I would do. So then you're doing that thing as a way to avoid doing the other thing, and that works really well. But it's really still moving well. you forward. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. like Because in your mind, you're always avoiding something, and that's good. That's what you want to be, avoiding work. That's why you got into art in the first place, right? To avoid work. <laughs> so, I mean, I honestly feel like doing a bunch of different projects is a nice way to kind of always— and you're always changing the way you're thinking, and you you get outside of yourself. And even within one painting, like if you look at my paintings, like there's realistic parts, and then there's like patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those patterns, they're super repetitive. Mm-hmm. And people go, how do you do that? And I'm like— it's re- like, you know, in the morning, you are you just make squares and it's very soothing. And then you can be like, oh, I'm so sick of squares. And then mm-hmm. you go actually paint a shoe or something that's, you know, and then you go back to square. Like having those different parts of your brain. You seem to like shoes and paintings. Different. I love shoes, which is good <laughs> in this business. But Speaking, um, speaking of distractions, um, in our like deep dive digging around what you do, yeah. um, I saw that you do porn stars playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, well, um, I can tell you all about that. Yeah, I want to hear about that, but I also, I think it's so interesting how we, like, differentiate between being in reality and being in, like, a fantasy distraction world and, like, what that means um, because it seems like you do a lot of things in, like, the creative mind and that could be seen as, like, distracting from being in this life. Yeah. Like Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I think that uh, I was in New York and I was at my friend's birthday party, and he was a singer-songwriter. And then somebody did that thing where they pick up an acoustic guitar at the birthday party and start singing an acoustic, and then it ruined the party. And this guy was singing <laughs> a song. Sometimes it be like, the and party. then everyone starts singing along, and you sing Circle Game, and it's great. <gasps> and I haven't been to that party. It's but, a great party. Oh, that's like more like a hippie, like— Bonfire party. Okay, so the party got yeah, ruined. I'm opposed to that party. So this guy, the the refrain of the the refrain of the song was "I wet my pants." Like he, I wet my pants. It's like so, an early Blink song. So I went home <laughs> to my girlfriend and I said, "Let's move." Um, <laughs> so we he moved goes to, to this LA. Party, yeah. So everyone we knew in, in New York. Oh my God, such an artist. <laughs> I had this party and it sucked, so I had to go to the and other side of the country. Oh, yeah. Everyone we knew in New York was an artist or, or a musician, and everybody we knew in LA was a stripper or a porn star. So I was like, yeah. Let's go be with our people. Yeah, so we moved to LA. and But the thing was, I was then surrounded by people who kind of I couldn't bullshit about mm-hmm. my work with them. You know, like, because that's yeah. what artists do. They sit around and complain about other artists and books they read and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, always interested in, like, you know, how do you, you know, you're thinking about esoteric things. I mean, you know, and then people are like, so I want to go to Jack in the Box. You know? (laughs) So, and then Satine Phoenix, who, this is actually brand new news. Satine Phoenix is porn, like, you Google her. She's done a lot of porn. She's a porn actress for all the years. She was in Barbara Kiss with me. She was the one who looked up Sasha Gray's come. And now she, now... Eight years later, she works at Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but she was like, I want to play DD. I haven't played in a long time. And my girlfriend at the time was really sick. Like she couldn't really go out of the house much when people were having parties and going places. And so I was like, oh, this is like a nice way to like get people to come here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'll like, oh, just be Satine and Mandy and we'll play. Um, and so we did. And then it first it just kind of became, I didn't expect anyone else to. I was like, these are the nerds. But then, like, 
it became like poker night and everybody wanted in. Even people who didn't really know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, I want to play. You guys are doing a secret fun thing. You know? And so then it was like <laughs> all these people. I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. Neither have I. I. I assumed you had because you were so excited about this. I think it likes, I have a lot of clients that like Dungeons and Dragons. Got it. <laughs> Are There's you, a lot of overlap between like people who are kinky and people who like that kind of stuff. Yes, the larpers, uh, a lot the of Dungeons dungeon, and Dragons, just the word dungeon. The gaming, a lot of black leather. Yes, a lot of costumes. Role play, yes, yeah, cosplay. a lot of bakery, a lot of a a lot of fantasizing. And, stra- and Stranger yeah. Things kind of brought it back. Yeah, yeah, too. for sure. Um, so basically, we started playing, and then everybody's coming over and like, we want to play. It's like you know, there's a point where Kimberly came came over once at one in the morning. Drunk and was like, I want to play D and D, and I'm like, okay. Um, so that became like our, you know, for a while that was just like poker night, and mm-hmm. so people would come over and, and and roll, and then eventually I was like, this is weird, and so I started just writing about it. Um, so yeah, um, but I do think that for the girls, it was a lot like you have permission to talk about the weird stuff in your head. Mm-hmm. And people will listen. It's like a space, like that D&D or any kind of role-playing scenario is permission. You know, like you will say this shit and everyone else will care. You know, because any, you know, you're sitting around like and you look at the sky and you're like, you know, the sky looks kind of like the ocean, but upside down. And you're like, I'm not going to say that because I'm with a bunch of people. And Unless everyone just like it. smoked and you're all on the right. same Right, well, it's same the same level. thing. Have you ever been to the panel where like a whole bunch of people are getting drunk or high and you're not? But you now have permission to say oh, all the sure. shit. Oh, for sure, I love that. Right? I'm like, I did. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent that person. Just like whatever I, whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Like pointing out, like, oh, like it's so great that you're putting on your costume. We're all just shows for each other. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. exactly. <laughs> but you're not high. You just know that I'm you not have permission, high, but I'm right? like in that space. Yeah, like, and it's I, the same I, thing. It's like being on the radio. It's like I have permission to like tell a bunch of anecdotes about myself. Like anyone gives a shit, you know, because I'm on the radio. You know, yeah. it's yeah. the same thing. So like in D and D, you have like permission to be like, okay, can I ride like a dinosaur and have, like, two swords and be, like, uh, you know, like, and they, they got really, you know, like, that's, like, you know, their thing. And so— Permission-giving and if, experience. As, and so I was running the game, I had permission to kind of talk about all the esoteric shit that I was thinking about all day, um, you know, that otherwise was kind of removed from hmm. everyday porn life in L.A. Like what? Like, just, you know, like, I draw little maps of the world and, like, draw weird drawings of weird monsters and, like, draw people's characters and stuff. like You know, like, those, like, that's writing cool. and drawing. You know, like, that's... And so those were things I did anyway in my job. So these were things... Like, this is a way to talk about art. Like, like if I show someone a painting, my friends usually go, oh, that's cool. I like it. But if I make a painting of a thing in the game and it's going to be in the game and whatever, they're like, oh, it's this. And then we have like a more, you know what I mean? It's so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of creating this way to like have a conversation. So that became like just a, a huge thing, you know, and so we're still going and people still play. And, you know, we got a, we had a game on Ella Darling was rolling on we Saturday. Love her. Ella Darling plays a ranger. Yes, we know um, this. Stoya plays a druid. I don't know uh, what you're talking about. But you can Google <laughs> ranger. Like, uh, you know. She's I mean, a, I'll, I'll figure it she's out. She's woodsy. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that. Um, that's amazing. You cannot have a question. You can just no. sit there. I'm just going to imagine my cum on your face. <laughs> 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 Bringing it back around. I've, just, so clever, I've been stuck there the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I, like, haven't showered in, like, four days. And have you about ever? To, okay, I have a question. And you're about this to go somewhere. This is a question somewhere. for you, you ladies. Oh, people never ask us questions. I'm going to ask you a question. Interview us. There's a, a, 
doesn't work with girls. There's a guy and you know he likes you and you haven't showered in a really long time. Okay. And then you hear him go, you know what? I've decided I don't want to have sex with you because you haven't showered in a few days. Has that ever happened to you ever? No, <laughs> I don't think yeah, so. Nobody cares. No, I know. It was more, <laughs> yeah. I, it's more of like a self. It's like a self defense thing. Like I know that if I'm like meeting someone, and I might warn them. I'll give them a heads up. I mean, unless it's like obvious that we're sure. like at Burning Man, and I get a real duh. heavy Burning Man vibe from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but if we're camping or something where it's obvious that, like, of course we haven't showered. We've all been here together. Um, but I don't know. I, I like to— Yeah, I always find I it can, super I weird I like in to shower movies. a lot because I think it says something where I'm like, I want to present myself in a way that I feel proud and confident yeah, it's with. It's about your head. Huh. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, because I'm always so confused in movies when they're like, I'm going to go freshen up. <laughs> or it's like, or the people turn <laughs> and off the like, light. I'm going to purposefully not freshen up and see if you go down on me. Yeah, one hundred percent. I did that for a while, yeah. like when I was you when would I was test people. I wouldn't test people. It was more of like a she oh. tested people. No, it's not. A, it's not <laughs> testing. It's like it's more like testing myself, like more the garlic than like and the onion person. test. Well, the garlic and onion test is really just for like everyone's sanity. I could never be with someone long term who doesn't like garlic or onion. So like, I'll get something garlicky on a first date, and yeah. if there's like a I'll negative tell you reaction, a story I'll be about, like, "Fuck that." Uh, okay, so. These women will remain nameless, but this occurred. This is a girl-girl scene. And um, girls finger-fucking the other one, you know. Thank and you for showing us. That was a very, it was like a circular movement you were doing. I like that. Well, you know, you got to find the ridges and <laughs> figure it, right? You know? We were just talking about genital <laughs> mapping, so this is great. Yeah. yeah. The um, circle. She was doing, doing her job, and she feels something in there. And she's like, this is like... And she, like, in the middle of the scene, like, there, and she pulls it out. It's a clove of garlic. <laughs> oh, that's a treatment. That's a yeast infection thing. Exactly, right? So she's like, oh, this is like a San Francisco, like, <laughs> this is a body thing. Okay. So she goes back. And she's like, I might as well just fuck her with the clove of garlic, right? So she's doing that. And then after the scene, uh, she goes, um, so. <laughs> garlic. You. Yeah, you, uh, you have a clove of garlic in your pussy. I hear, like, good for your pH balance or whatever. And the girl's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and she just won't, like, straight up will not admit that well, this So happened. what did she say it was? What <laughs> did was you think it? This is what the garlic test was. She's just like, no. Like, no. <laughs> did she think someone wouldn't notice? I don't know. Or maybe, like, I don't know or maybe, at all. Like, is this maybe, really, I mean, you're more about the, like, vaginal health stuff. Is this, like, something that people still do? People definitely, yeah, I've definitely read, like, put a gar garlic clove up in there for, like, My grandma stuff. used to say, like, for yeast infections, yogurt. put yogurt yeah. in there. And I'm like, you can take, like, pills for that now. Yeah, but you can put yogurt in, too. Um, I know garlic, I can't remember exactly what garlic is good for. Maybe it's for vaginosis Vampires. or something. It's for vampires. Right. But maybe, or maybe yeah. she was like with a, a lover who just had garlic in their mouth and they just shoved it up there without her noticing. Yeah. That, I mean, that happened. So what was the outcome? Did someone eat it? No, that is the, as like she girl wouldn't admit <laughs> it. Oh, and then she told someone who then told someone who told someone it got around to me. So, you know, yeah. The garlic so who knows gal. how it's changed? I since. don't know who it was. Uh, but I, they said, well, it's if you're two listening and that's that, you, please hit it, us up at Sluts The person who told me was like, it's two people that you know and have met and have been in your house. And I was like, okay. 
Wow. Just now like you I'm get a Burning Man up. vibe on us, you can probably get a vibe of like which of your friends would put garlic in their pussy. And not You're admit looking it. very pointedly at me, Nicoletta. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I would. I would put garlic in there. To at least try it. I mean, if I needed to for some reason. I would I would do that with you. But that would be a good test. Like, just will someone eat you? That's a good way to do the garlic test. Will they eat you out? What if they like it? Though? Will they eat you out if you haven't showered for four days and you're rocking the full bush and you got a clove of garlic in there? How long has the garlic been marinating? I don't know. I think fresh garlic is more pungent, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like I assume in general, like uh, fresh, (laughs) fresh things are more pungent until they rot, and then (laughs) the paradoxical. Oh my god! Please don't leave it in that long. Anyway, let's wrap this shit up. I can't take more garlic pussy cloves. Zach, this was. I'm very glad you joined us here on Sluts and Scholars. I feel like that was a very edifying experience. Anytime. Yeah, yeah um, no I'm sure all of our listeners want to find out how to follow you on all and the buy socials. your art. Oh yeah, and buy so they art. could be like, if we they got can afford that. it, if they can afford yeah. it. Um, I do have prints and stuff, so you could get that or books. Um, but I'm on Twitter. I'm Zach Smith Sabbath, so Z A K S M I T H S A B B A T H, and on Instagram, I'm. There's a bunch of underscores in this every other word, but it's like Zach Smith, aka Zach Sabbath. Um, okay. And I think that's and that's his full name, me. how he would like you to address him, yeah. from what I heard. And Zach's with Zach Sabbath. Zach underscore if you like Sabbath underscore any of the paintings, you can just hit me up and I'll tell you where you can buy prints or a phone case or like a shower curtain or a pillow with a, a shower curtain? Yeah. Like, a pillow? Yeah, you can get like all kinds of stuff with the And how do we get a custom it. sluts and scholars piece work? How do we commission that? Uh well what what are your talents? You know, we can trade. Garlic. Yeah. Garlic. Yeah. All right. Deep throating. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for joining I can us. Tie- <laughs> so if right. you want to find us, um, remember you can find us on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, and hit us up at Sluts and Scholars at Gmail with your questions and ramblings and garlic stories. We love garlic stories. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.